0: Ladies and gentlemen, holy smokes, it's happening. I, I want to grab my microphone. I got a lot of board <laughs> back from that last time. This is a microphone. And my friend Alex Valuto, who's right beneath me, he also has one. So if you're in the business and you're a professional, this is what you want to use. This is standard in the industry.
1: <laughs> Snowball
0: let's introduce everybody uh my name is keith stubbs welcome to the podcast everybody we're going to take your questions we have probably combined on your screen not including me 400 years of comedy experience We got 400 (laughs) years of
2: getting it done as a comedian so 360 of that is just my beard (laughs) beard jokes running hot
3: um
0: so I'll introduce everyone uh, to the to the people, and then we're going to get this thing going. First of all, up there with the beard, he jumped in unannounced, but uh, his name his name is uh, Rodney Norman. Rodney Norman with the beard. Hello,
2: thank you for having me here. Well, we're glad to have you, man. And it's you, where, where are you right now? Uh, I am in uh, my uh, my bunker in Orem, Utah, oh, boy. currently. <laughs> I believe that bunker part.
0: And then right below Rodney Norma, we have comedian Jordan Macon.
1: Hey there, Keith Stubbs.
0: Jordan Macon wearing his Golden Spike Comedy Festival t-shirt.
1: Golden Spike. I wore this to the actual Golden Spike. I have pictures of me wearing this, holding a fake Golden Spike at the railroad. Did you really? Yeah, when they did that commemoration, when they like re- uh, re-put the nail in i don't really know like <laughs> <But laughs> i said i have a very fitting t-shirt for this event
0: <laughs> yeah. and right next to jordan macon we got comedian alex voluto uh, with the best uh, backdrop in in the business i think
3: I did Wow. It. i got my green screen out and everything this is not helpful cool. for audio listeners but just know that my background is the best
0: well, we're glad to have you guys on. Thanks for joining us for Comedy Cues on a Saturday night. Look, man, things, comedy has changed as we know it, at least for a little while. I don't know how, I don't know where it's going to go from here. But in the meantime, it gives you guys and myself a chance to connect with the people and say hello. And uh, hopefully people are tuning Look, in. Look, comedy is, things have changed, man. It's a, it's a game changer. Everyone's trying to, I believe, I was talking to my wife about this when I went out for a long walk on a Saturday, which I never do, because usually I'm at the club doing comedy or <laughs> running the club. Uh, we were talking about it. I believe it's just changed what's happening and how things are going to go for comedians. So moving forward, knowing where we are right now, what are you going to do, Rodney? How are you going to keep yourself out there, continue to grow that brand? that's already just busting at the seams. How are you going to continue that momentum?
2: I have seen the writing on the wall and I, I know the future. I am, Starting a TikTok account and I'm doing dance lessons. <laughs> and, is this for uh, real? That's that's it. I'm going to do uh, Moses and uh, Gandalf doing a dubstep. <laughs> that is my future. That is where I'm headed. Do, are you on TikTok, Jordan? Uh,
1: I have. I made one video of me attempting to get on a horse while I played the song uh, "Old Town Road." Right <laughs> and. That's it's on there and I don't know what happened with it, but I have I have an account.
0: I heard TikTok was run by the by
2: the uh, communists. Is that true? <laughs>
1: would know.
2: Robbie, you know this thing. You know Yes. That. It is run by the ChaiComs. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh it's there to uh spy on each and every single one of us. And with the use of 5G technology, they're going to fry our brains and turn us all into communists. Embrace the future, my friends.
1: Well, I need to be more active on it.
3: <laughs> and
2: then Alex Valudo, you, you have a plan?
3: I want to give all my information to the communists and maybe they'll help me out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I seem to have it uh, figured out. Uh, right
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, if you have any
0: questions for Alex Valudo, Jordan Macon, or Rodney Norman, just uh, on the Facebook, just say, hey, I have a question for these guys. We were talking uh, off air. About, uh, about comedy, and we mentioned that we wanted to talk about our worst gigs that we've ever done. And Rodney's been doing it a lot longer than Jordan and Alex, but everyone's got a worst gig. And one thing that the civilians probably don't realize is that I think maybe civilians, like when I say civilians, audience members or people that aren't comics, they probably think and, and, and th- that we celebrate the victories, but that's generally not the case. You remember the things when they go the other way. You remember the bad. You remember the time when the mic went out or whatever happened or, or horrible hecklers. That's what you remember. The things that went great, they're in there somewhere and maybe you can dig them up whenever you need them really, really bad. But for the most part, you remember the times that you ate it or tanked or something <laughs> went horribly wrong. Alex Valudo, we're going to start with you. Have you ever had a bad set?
3: Oh, never. Why would you do that?
0: <laughs> have a story
3: for us of your your worst show or worst uh,
0: circumstance ever on stage?
3: Um, it's usually bad when I have like a big chunk of new stuff that I'm working on that doesn't go well. And then I feel really stupid, especially if you're watching. Do you have That's a story
0: Did
1: has it ever happened? A few of Alex's worst ones come to mind. Um,
3: Yeah. (laughs) Jordan knows all of them. I've tried to suppress them, but Jordan reminds me of all of
1: them. (laughs) No, I don't.
3: I don't know. (laughs) The one I always tell is I did this outdoor festival, and uh, I even invited a date to it. This is in my single days. I thought it'd be a a good thing to invite her to. I was expecting a lot of people. Now, uh, now let me ask you
0: this. Was it a, were you opening for someone or what kind of an event was this?
3: um, It was like an outdoor farmer's market type thing, but they promised like a lot of people. And so I invited this girl and it uh, rained. (laughs) And before I continue with the story, let me say that the thing I like about comedy is the immediate response of the laughs. Uh, That's how I know I'm doing well. I feel very comfortable with that because I don't know if I'm doing well in any part of my life unless there's (laughs) laughter. So, But it rained, so everybody was in a tent like 50 yards away from the stage. They had this huge stage, and I was there, and then 50 yards away was this tent, and there was uh, maybe 10 or 15 people at the tent. And I did my jokes, and I didn't know how well I was doing. And the only person to be close to the stage was this little 10-year-old girl. And I was like joking around like, I'm killing with this 10-year-old. And she said, I have not laughed, not even once.
0: <laughs> and girl said that to you? Yeah. So how long did it take for you to work through this one and get over it emotionally, like within your own
3: soul? Does it look like I'm over it? I'm still, <laughs> still not over it. She's number one on my hit list.
0: <laughs> That's one thing, though. It takes. It's it, like as a comic, it seems like if you have a bad set, the best thing you can do is get on stage asap and then try <laughs> to cleanse the palate and and hopefully forget what happened. Like a lot of times, I remember when I was doing a lot of corporate gigs, and then um, I would come back to Wise Guys because we would have two shows, right—an early and a late. I would go do the corporate gig, and then Rodney would be there, maybe emceeing, and and I always say, "Hey, look, when I come back." If I do want to do a guest set, that's because I tanked at this corporate. <laughs> uh, so when I come back, Rodney will go, you want to do a set? I'll go, yeah. And now again, working through and getting the stink of a eat just, just out of my life. So that's how I uh, Rodney Norman, Rodney, you've been at it a long time. I'm sure you've had one or two uh, compromised sets.
2: Well, it's hard <laughs> to pick one because uh, most of them are usually horrifying. Um, it's, I just get weird gigs you know like the outdoor I get outdoor festivals where the audience is literally like 400 feet away from you. I just did one where it was an outdoor marijuana festival and <laughs> like I'm standing downwind I'm standing away from the upwind from these people. I'm still getting a contact high. <laughs> and then by the time we actually get on stage, it goes dark and they no no one thought to bring lights. So they had to park cars around to and turn the headlights on to, for us to have light. Jeez. It, it was, it was horrifying, but the worst, the worst gig of all time. Keith Stubbs, you were there. Okay. Vernal, Utah. <laughs> I believe it was you and me and, uh, I believe Brad Gibson was part of the group. We go out there. We we have to check into this hotel, uh, not the hotel, but the uh, we check in with the club. We're supposed to talk to the uh, the bar manager. He gives us the uh, keys to the to the hotel room. Uh, we get there about five o'clock. He says the show starts at eight, but when we get there, the place is packed with a bunch of dudes from texas odessa texas who work on the on the oil fields mm-hmm. they brought them up f- from texas to utah and when they got there that morning they didn't have hotel rooms so they shipped them all over to this bar and they were basically drinking all day long waiting for their uh, their rooms to get settled and the guy the bar manager said oh we have a great regular crowd that comes these people will be gone before the show starts. So go check in and come back at 8. So we go do that. We go to the hotel. We come back. The buses are still there. 340 oil workers are still there. They've been drinking all day. They were on a bus all night. They were mad. And they said, okay, go do comedy. Nobody listened to a single word we had to say. They were so loud they drowned out the entire speaker system. It was horrifying. Brad Gibson was supposed to do fifteen. He did four. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Keith, of course, he's looking at me going, Rodney, you got to, you got, you got to eat up some clock. <laughs> <laughs> so I go up there and I take one for the team. I did forty-five minutes. Of course, most of it, I was just, no one, no one was listening. I mean, you're just, you're just up there. Keith went and talked to the bar manager and convinced them to end the show early. So when Keith got there, he only had to do like eight minutes and then we were done, got <laughs> our money <buddy> and left. <laughs> Ooh, thank goodness. Did you get paid? I did get paid. Yes, I did.
0: That's what it's all about. Got to get something out of that. Jordan yeah. Mason, comedian. What do you got? You got any stories? That you, you mainly do well.
1: Yeah, I've rarely struggled, which has been my <laughs> biggest struggle that I haven't been able to grow because I don't struggle at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, one I, One of my worst ones was with Alex Valuto. We went out to Rock Springs together Ooh. and uh, did, the, did the Johnny Max. was was a Keith Stubbs given gig. I opened for Alex Did about 20 or 30 to pure silence and just disdain. And I kept acknowledging that I was doing poorly. Like, oh, you guys aren't liking (laughs) this. You don't like this.
3: Yeah, that was your big mistake. (laughs) That that always helps. Yeah. I don't know what
2: you're talking about. Um, It's always a solid go-to.
1: Yeah, I feel like people that, I don't know, I I did another gig recently for a cement company for a Christmas party and the setup was bad. There was a big dance floor in the middle and the audience was split to either side in this giant ballroom. And I was just in the middle of this dance floor with audience on either side and I'm front straight ahead. of me, there's a podium with a DJ who was running the music <laughs> and only it was. So I could just look right at him and he's just standing there on this DJ thing. And he was the only one laughing, but I realized, I think people that work hard don't appreciate my jokes where I talk about like taking 82 steps in a day. But, um, <laughs> uh-huh. I'm not a working man's comedian.
0: <laughs> I tell you, I've done, I've been doing this a long time as you guys may know and uh, i've got about 50 stories that are horrific. Uh, i'll tell one. Is that all right? Yeah, so i get a phone call. this was uh, many years ago, but i got a phone call from Carl Malone's wife. Her name's Kay. <laughs> this is this is 100% true fact. Carl Malone's wife or i think it's Kay, something like. That. I think it's Kay. Someone can let me know. called and said, "Hey, uh remember uh Brian Russell, the play for the Jazz?"
3: Yeah. Jordan pushed them, right? That one?
0: Yes. Yeah, Russell. So Brian Russells is it Bar- Brian or Byron? What is it? I, I Brian. Brian. Brian Russell, OK, so his wife is pregnant, okay? So Kay Malone calls me and said, "Hey, Keith, we want you to do a show. It's going to be a baby shower at the Hilton downtown in Salt Lake City, and uh, we want you to do some stand-up comedy to celebrate the baby shower of Brian Russell's wife, and she's pregnant with twins. So I said, oh, OK, that's fine. So uh, we negotiated a fair price because I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so I showed up and it was like a noontime show at the Hilton there in, in downtown Salt Lake City. And I go in there and I see this lady and I don't know anyone from anybody. So the lady walks up to me and says, hey, you must be Keith here to do the comedy. And I, and I hadn't met any of these people. I knew Carmelone was and Brian Russell, but I didn't know anyone else. And I said, oh, well, congratulations. So when are the twins due? And of course, that was Carmelone's wife. That oh. was she is not pregnant. This was Brian Russell's wife that's pregnant. And I asked Carmelone's wife. I said, ah. so, when's, so when's the bit? And she goes, that's not me.
3: Carmelone's <laughs> wife isn't pregnant. Did she refer to herself in the third uh, place
0: she was she said no nah, he's she's in there and, and I went oh gosh <laughs> so I got nothing but stink eye the rest of the way so then I went on stage and it was just Carl Malone and Brian Russell and like four or five of the other uh, jazz players the, the, the Isley. remember all those guys that played uh, Howard I all those guys were there and they asked me to go up and do stand-up and Brian Russell was there and his wife with the twin It was obvious once I looked but the one the twins there and i ate it i tanked it so bad the only person laughing was carl malone and carl <laughs> man i'm glad i ain't you i'm <laughs> glad i ain't you
2: he was he was laughing at you is what oh, he was he was
0: only really <laughs> laughing at me so oh, I, to, wow. I tried to hang around cuz i was feeling so bad at <clears> before i was trying to feel hang around to try to get some positive feedback from Kay malone or someone like i got nothing other than once again, it was Carl Malone. I got a nice picture with him. <laughs> Man, I'm glad I ain't you. Yeah, okay. And I've got another 400 of those stories. So
1: That's, <laughs> uh, that's so the, the worst feeling like, when you're uh, waiting around for a compliment after a bad show. That's, oh, a, yeah. Yeah, that's a, lot a lonely times you feeling. <laughs> well,
0: you know what you do is sometimes you do a gig and you think, you know what, maybe it didn't go as bad as I thought it did. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> did my own maybe the audience loved it and I'm just too rough on myself. That's what sometimes we think. And of course...
3: That's what I thought happened in Rock Springs with Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a skill to be able to lie to your friends than tell them that you did well. That's <laughs> part of one of the comedy skills you need.
1: Yeah, we had a long three-hour drive where I just kept on being like, so was it that bad? Or No.
0: <laughs> okay, I got some questions. Here we are. We got questions rolling in. What is the craziest? Uh, no, no. How did you get started? Like what motivated you? This is from a guy named Randy, Randy. Thank you. What motivated you to get on stage for the very first time? So we all uh, at some point there was a first time. Why, 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 why are you doing it? What motivated you to do it the first time? Let's go with Jordan Macon.
1: I started doing it. So I was interning at a radio station, um, x96 i was entering for their morning show when i was finishing my undergrad and i had to wake up really early and drive like at 4 a.m to drive to salt lake to get the news ready for them or whatever but i realized i need something to listen to so i started listening to uh which i'm sure a lot of comedians probably is the story everybody says but i started listening to wtf and on those drives and so i'd listen to like eight episodes a week and i just heard i remember listening to norm mcdonald's interview and he was talking about like like what we've been talking about, like bad experiences. And in my mind, I was like, oh, that'd be so cool to have like a bad experience. I was naive, but <laughs> the, m- the moment I'm like, oh, it's so like, that's so cool to be able to like talk, pe- talk shop and talk about how uh, bad things are. And that's so I try- I went to Wise Guys, open mic. There was at trolley square at the time. And my first time went pretty well. And so really a bunch of the interns, we all said, let's go together and do this. And I'm the only one that's, that survived out of the pack. But did the
0: other interns try it?
1: Yeah. Um, and I think everybody, there are probably four of us that did it. And me and there's another one named Spencer Brown that he still comes around every once in a while, but yeah, they talked about us in the morning show after, and then really at that morning show is the first time I met like Jay Whitaker and Jacob Lee was at that morning show one time. So it was a weird way to get introduced to the Salt Lake comedy world.
0: That's Jordan Macon. What motivated you to do it for the first time? Rodney get on stage. What was the draw? <clears throat>
2: Well, it was a, a cold November morning. <laughs> I, uh, I, was, uh, I had a contract where I was doing uh, maintenance for uh, a property management company. They had hotel uh, uh apartments and condos and uh, houses that would need, you know, uh, work done, you know, plumbing, whatever. So I was the guy. I had the contract to go fix all the stuff. And I had this guy who was a homeless dude that showed up at church one Sunday, needed a job, so brought him along with me. And we were working on a window. We were putting plexiglass in this lady's window and uh, because people kept breaking it out and robbing her house. So we're trying to correct that. So told the guy, you just score the plastic, pops, we stick it in there. Well, he decides to get a little aggressive, and uh, he's using a little razor knife. And he uh slips and cuts the finger, cuts the top of my finger off. You still kind of see the scar. I see that. And uh, so I had to go to the emergency room in Kansas City. And I'm sitting there holding my finger and they're holding, they're sewing it together. And I'm thinking to myself, this this is not what I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. so I uh I thought i de- that's it. I just I told my wife, I said, I'm gonna go do stand-up comedy, I'm not doing this anymore. And she said, that's awesome. Let's do it. And uh, I found an open mic at uh, Stanford and Sons Comedy Club in Kansas City. Monday nights, I had to bring three people with me. I had to pay $10 at two drink minimum. So I bought uh, a Sprite for $14 each. Uh, They made me go last. Um, I did a couple jokes, got a couple smirks, and I thought, this is it. I'm doing this for life. So
0: And there he is. That's
2: that's my that's my origin story. All right, Alex
3: Faludo, how long have you been doing comedy? How long would you say you've been at it? Uh, seven years consistently, and then I did it a little in high school. So okay. I don't know how to count that. I took a lot of time off to go to well,
0: college. You did it in high school, but you did open mic a couple of times. But at what point did you
3: say, okay, this is it, let's go, roll up the sleeves, uh it was about seven years ago. I started a little bit before Jordan. That's why I'm so much better than he is.
1: Alex started right after the Boston bombing. That's what I always yeah. remember.
3: <laughs> really? Yeah, the day after the Boston bombing was my first open mic.
2: Oh
0: dear.
3: Yeah. You know, but...
0: not to interrupt, but let me interrupt your story Go for it. it. Yeah. I
3: was going down a really funny path. So
0: Well, I'm gonna we're gonna pause on that because I'm sure it's gonna <laughs> be good. I was doing I was in LA. And I was a guest on Jimmy Pardo's podcast and I was actually, we were recording his podcast in, I think Sherman Oaks or wherever we were. And he takes a break as you do like an hour, then you take a break and then you come back and do the other hour. And during that hour break, I looked at the phone. I went, man, what, what's going on in Boston and the Boston bombing or, or the, uh, the, the marathon bombing happened in the break between the first and the second half of my podcast that I was on with Jimmy and uh the second half was not as good as the first half <laughs> the podcast it wasn't going to be released for like another week and then so we had to act like we didn't just read about all these horrible things and get through another hour of a podcast playing a game right because there was a lot of games on this podcast so
3: continue mm-hmm. uh, no that's just when i started that was it? <laughs> What yeah. made
0: you do it, and what made you do it? Oh, is- what
3: made me do it? I just remember doing it in high school, and I really liked it, and I, I wanted to start again.
1: You were good in high school. You peaked early, but you were good in high school, yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Did you guys go to the same school?
1: No, no, I didn't see them. We're the same age. Yeah, we're a month apart.
0: Happy birthday, guys. Thanks. <laughs> So what's the weirdest thing? Another question came through. What's the weirdest thing that you've had to put up with or go through or whatever since the whole quarantine? Is there anything that stands out as a uh, unique situation during the quarantine?
1: I, for one, am okay being home all the time, but my wife struggles being home and not having anything to do. So she's recently started converting our cat room into an office for her. I uh, The other day I heard a dump truck outside of her house and apparently she had ordered a mountain of dirt. So there's just a bunch of dirt outside because she's going to start gardening. So it's kind of chaos here, but I, I'm trying to stay happy.
0: Oh, that's all right. Here's
1: another
2: <laughs>
0: question for you. Um, Brady asks, what are your thoughts, if you have any, on the Tiger King thing? Oh.
3: Doc Antle is not getting enough hate. No one's talking about how sleazy Doc Antle is.
2: I think he's getting his come up, and so I think it's coming. I think yeah, that's season set two? it up for a second one.
3: Yeah. Is I there a season so.
0: two on this thing, or is it just is there it?
2: there's going to be. There's got to be follow up because there's there's more uh there's more karma that's gotta strike these people down.
1: Have you watched it, Jordan? I haven't watched it, but I'm intrigued in the conversation right now.
2: Well, you know, it's I mean, watched
0: like the first 30 minutes of it, my wife and I, you know, as you start watching almost everything that's on TV, and it wasn't that uh, compelling to me, but I, I see it on Twitter
2: everywhere. Everyone seems to love it and are watching it. Well, you know how you you know most shows you have like the 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 protagonist and the antagonist. You have sort of a storyline and once good side, bad side. This thing, everybody's horrible, and yeah. and it's a complete train wreck. I mean, by the time you get to the end, the the lady who fed her husband to a tiger. You almost start feeling sympathetic for her. I mean, this is how weird this thing gets.
3: It's insane. The guy guy with
2: no legs? He's a good guy. Yeah, there's a guy with no legs. There's a lesbian that gets her arm bit off. I like her, too. It's awesome. It's a complete train wreck disaster of a show.
3: So I love every minute of it.
0: So the guy with no legs, was that because of the...
3: uh... Um, No, it was from... uh, Ziplining accident.
2: Yeah, yeah, ziplining accident. And they told him he could, if he kept his legs, he would still be, he could still walk, but it would be really difficult. And then they said, well, we just chop them off and give you prosthetics. And then he found out to be a lot easier. So he goes with that. All right. Yeah. No, I'll it's, I'll... It's, 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 a, it's a train wreck of a story. <laughs> it's a disaster. And I love it. I'm a contrarian, <laughs> so I don't want to like it. <laughs> I didn't want to like it either. Because I, I, I thought, anyway. well, I'll watch it just so I can get the jokes. And then after I watched it, I was like this is this is a horrifyingly terrible story and I love it hey
0: here's a here's another question. What is the first joke that you ever told on stage? This is Brian Clayton he's a regular Thanks Brian. Uh, what is the first joke Do you remember the first joke you told on stage and do you still tell that joke or a uh, a form of that joke to this day first joke ever Jordan Macon do you remember
1: it? Well, fun fact, I've never thrown away a joke because they usually come out really well. Uh, <laughs> now, the first one I did, I don't know if I do it very much anymore, but I did do it for a long time. It was about reading that if the earth moved 10 feet closer to the sun, we would all burn up and die. And that as a redhead, that really stressed me out. And so I, I did some research and I found out that it actually is not true, that the earth is constantly moving closer and further away and that everyone would be fine. But on the website, there's an asterisk next to the name fine or the word fine. I went down. I said, everyone would be fine except redheads. They would disintegrate into little piles of cinnamon sugar. (laughs) But the good news is the rest of us will have twice as many swirls on our cinnamon toast crunch. Um, Kind of an obscure joke. But that was the first one I did. It did well in the trolley. Is
0: that still in the arsenal?
1: Nah, I use the cinnamon sugar line because it's, it's weird, but I don't really do that full joke anymore.
0: Alex, do you remember your first joke? What's the first um, joke you told And when you were at high school at the uh, open mic? So you were at high school. Oh my gosh. What, were
3: you like a junior or senior? Is that what it was? I was a junior in high school. It was horrible. I made a documentary at one point during high school for the high school film festival called I Bombed. <laughs> <laughs> my, my whole plan was to like, go to a grocery store and see how he comes up with the material and then go to the open mic and do the jokes that I came up with and it would go great. But then the, I didn't do well and I had to change the documentary to a documentary about how I bombed. And the big thing I I learned in high school is how to put one of those mushroom clouds in the, in the video. That was the big, big laugh of the whole, whole short documentary.
1: It was cool it got accepted to cans though. I thought that was so sweet.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, is there a joke that you told first time on stage or Yeah, or it
3: was like it was something stupid like you know how people say mommy 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 that started in Utah because it wasn't mommy mommy mommy, it was mommy 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 and I pointed. Uh the point. That you got it's good? Why, why would not you keep that? I don't know. That's gracious. <laughs> I'm a joke minimalist. If it does not bring me joy, I get rid of it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Rodney Norman, what's your first joke? Do you remember? My, the first joke I told on stage was an ad lib. Uh, because the two comics before me were two professional comics. One was a female comic. She was a white comic. who uh, Her entire set was about how she only dates uh, African, uh, uh, African-American gentlemen. Uh, because she finds them to be superior in many ways to white men. And then the second guy uh, that went after her was an African-American gentleman who talked about how he wished that he had uh, bosoms so that he could entertain himself at home all the time. Mm -hmm. So my first line on stage was, uh, being a white guy with boobs, I think I'm supposed to be uh, offended. (laughs) I got the exact same response from them, (laughs) a mediocre chuckle, and I was hooked from that moment
0: on. You know what? I'm coming back. You got a nice nice taste of laughter. That's great. (laughs) All right. Here's another one. I like like this question, too. You ready for it? This is from Christina D'Angelo. Who's your favorite comedian? It's a two-part question, so we're going to start with, who's your favorite comedian who's not really known – or is up and coming. So who is your favorite comedian right now, who is not really well-known, Who is, or or is an up and coming type comedian? Who do you like? Let's start with Jordan Macon.
1: Oh, I don't know. Uh, Up and coming comedian. Hmm. Do people know about John Mulaney yet? Is he? (laughs) (laughs) I need to think for a second. Come back to me. I'm not totally sure.
0: Okay, Alex Valuto, what's that? Oh, I think oh. Alex is saying, you should say Alex Valuto. That's well, what Alex is saying.
1: He's well known. He got six retweets the other day.
0: <laughs> did you really? <laughs> well, I gotta, do I have to I buy don't him? think I did. <laughs> that
3: doesn't One seem time. Like me.
0: <laughs> All right, so Alex, we'll go to you because Jordan is trying to figure out a way to say his favorite comedian is himself. He's trying to figure yeah. out
3: to somehow give himself a compliment, so he's working. <laughs> oh, I thought I made uh, it already. I met a com- comedian in Boston called Jim Flanagan who's really funny. That's who I like. Jim I'm, is very funny. I'm, yeah, funny man. Rodney, you know Jim Flanagan?
2: I know who he is. Yeah, I just, I
3: yeah, just, he's out of Chicago, but I, just, I also like Steven Rogers.
1: Oh, yeah, Steven Rogers is great.
2: Isn't he short? Steven's funny. Tw-
3: Yes. Too yeah too mm-hmm. short.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah, he did Colbert though. Recently, he did really well. I don't short. Think they-
0: he's a he's a cool dude. Yeah, he seemed very funny. I just remember
2: that part about him, but I I did see his Colbert set, and was very very good. So your favorite, yes, movie yeah. movie. the pro- Steve Rogers' biggest problem is everybody immediately compares him because he sounds just like Mark Norman. I mean, voice cadence everything. Yeah, cadence. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's really it's really rather remarkable. Really. Yeah. I'm gonna have to
0: investigate that. Okay. <laughs> all right, Alex, you mentioned a couple of comedians, Stephen Rogers and Ryan Flanagan. Jim, Rodney Norman. Jim we're gonna Flanagan. go with Rodney. We'll get to Jordan here in a second. Rodney, so who are your who's your favorite unknown or up and coming comic?
2: Favorite unknown. Uh okay, for uh I would say uh John Deming. I really like John Deming, gentleman we all are familiar with.
1: Yeah, John's really Or should funny. be.
2: Apparently, maybe not.
1: He's married now.
2: Yes, he is. He's married, so that probably derailed his creativity. But uh, at the moment, he's very funny. (laughs) And I I also got to say, Keith Stubbs needs to go on stage more and do do. It's about
1: time. Mm -hmm. Right now.
0: (laughs) By the way, this is my new thing. (laughs) I'm telling you, my new thing. This is I'm going to bring back joy to people. This is where we are. Hang on. This is my new. Thing. <laughs> this is this is what's going to change. Hey, how's Alex doing? He's doing pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jordan, Mac, Jordan. You ever going to answer my
1: question? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Who's from the Bayou? Oh, you're from down there. Um, my question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm All so right. confused.
3: <laughs> Where'd you get that?
1: I my song. I'm <laughs> <you>. <laughs> 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 no.
0: yeah.
1: I'd like to know if viewers are increasing or dropping right now. I don't know. Don't <laughs> I,
0: I don't know. I don't want, I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to know I'm not going to watch Don Lemon anymore.
1: <laughs> Answer my question. Uh, all
3: right.
0: So, uh, Jordan Macon, the question was wherever that is, uh, your favorite uh, unknown or up and coming comedian.
1: Okay. I have a, I, I thought of a couple. So, actually, uh, Caitlin Palufo, who is dating Steven Rogers right now. They're a comedy up and coming power couple. And just because I know he needs a boost right now, being stuck at home all day, I'm going to say Andrew Hobbs. He doesn't have people to be around. So, Andrew, that's. There
0: you go, Andrew. He's by himself.
1: Well, I mean, he's with his wife, but he's the person oh. that needs. He's an extrovert. <laughs> he needs uh, lots of attention.
0: Okay. I thought that, that he does. And something that was uh, out of line. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I do. Cool. I do think.
0: That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will say the
1: puppet has the best hair of What's all. Of the, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm
3: What's the, the puppet's name? name? Larry. <laughs>
1: Larry the cable puppet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, did we go through? Okay. Now, who's your favorite comedian who's super popular? And and, there, and the person Christine, is also saying and possibly overrated. Well, let's not put that. Uh, oh, Christina is saying that I'm the new Jeff
3: Dunham. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think of it as the puppet is controlling you, and you can. The puppet is bad at ventriloquism, so you can see it's not moving. Really- <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. So who's your favorite? This is Christina again. Um, who's your favorite comedian who's super popular? And she's also saying possibly overrated. That we'll take that part out. Who was your favorite comedian? Uh Jordan Macon, got one answer?
1: Yeah, I am. Uh Mark Marin, as I listen to him at least three hours every week. So I listen to all of his podcasts. Um and I also really like Tom Segura right now. His new special is great. Tom? Tom Tom Segura.
0: Tom Segura.
1: <laughs> and Mark Marin. Those
0: guys are you opened for Mark Marin.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you uh, you were talking to uh, Matt Heisman about you he you headlined him before he was ready. I think you let me open for Mark Marin before I was ready, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I was very nervous.
3: all right favorite comedian alex valuto who's your favorite uh jordan always makes fun of me but uh, i think jerry seinfeld is my favorite
1: i almost mentioned him as my up-and-coming favorite
3: (laughs) your favorite comedians jerry seinfeld yeah and i really like brian regan and uh uh gary goldman uh, John Mullaney, Ryan Hamilton, Dimitri Martin—those are kind of my go-to yeah. ones. Those are,
0: that's a solid
3: list. Yep. They
0: narrow down. That was ten. Um,
3: <laughs> they're co-favorites.
0: <laughs> hey, Rodney Norman. Who do you like? You're 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 an older gentleman. You're you're a more of a mature guy. Who do you like? You don't like these young guys that are just there at the floor stuff, right? You, who do you
2: like? You people don't know what real comedy is. <laughs> I love Bob Newhart. Still, <laughs> he's still bringing the heat. And of course, Norm Bob McDonnell. Newhart's super funny. Bob Newhart is a genius, and uh, Norm Macdonald is my other
1: Oh uh, yeah, Norm's up there for Norm's me one too. One
0: of the best. Uh, Norm uh, just just rebooked Norm for October, so he will. Be oh, nice. good news. He will be. That was one of those deals where, uh, because of the virus, which we which we all celebrate. We celebrate the virus. A lot of people are negative. I'm embracing it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Embracing the virus. Why not? I'm going to have on a Saturday night, I'm going to have s'mores.
2: You know what I normally do on Saturday night? Uh, worry uh, whether or not you have enough mayonnaise to get through the night. That's, you're exactly right, wise guys. So, to, uh, and somehow will, you're gonna have a alcohol violation because somebody's gonna sneak in the background. Well, that's the truth, but I will say this I will say this is that,
0: um, the virus has given me more time with the family, um, which is good, but then you know, you gotta make some money.
1: <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> The consistency of the voices. <laughs> <impressive. laughs>
3: the puppet does voices, I'm telling you. It's the puppet that's in charge. I, this is my gold, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm weapon.
3: <with
2: that>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting to me. The quarantine's getting to me. <laughs>
2: can, I okay. say,
0: can I say? I've got, you guys want to know my favorite comic? You guys are going to ask me what my favorite oh, comic is? Oh, yeah. Who's, who's your favorite is? comic? uh Colin Quinn. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, I mean Colin that. Quinn's great. But before that, I mean, uh, may he rest in peace, Don Rickles. I saw Don Rickles, Don Rickles. three times. Yep. <laughs> and then Colin Quinn, I got to meet him and I got nervous. Yes, you did. And uh but that's yeah, Colin Quinn and uh and that and of course you guys.
1: Oh, thank uh, you. Yes, all three of you. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. How would you rank us though?
0: <laughs> How I, rank you, I would rank it. Depends, it depends on if Rodney's doing his uh, uh, guy, the guy hitting the head with a baseball bat act, or if he's doing his actual jokes. Because sometimes Rodney decides to do a character like this. It would be Rod. Here's Rodney's character half the time you see him. So, uh...
2: <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> She <laughs> <laughs> got jokes, but they love it. They love what I do. <laughs> hey, say what you want, but I can I can take twenty minutes of material and stretch it into an hour. Right, that's true. That's true. And sometimes you need to do that. <laughs>
0: well, guys, thanks for being on. Uh, anything else you want to say in closing? About you want to talk about your next gig? <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it's may 8th and 9th yes yeah, so you want to plug your next gig uh, it'll be in 2022 <laughs> be in Wuhan.
3: <laughs> yeah i'm gonna perform at the wet market yes <laughs> i'm uh going to this new comedy network called wet market comedy <laughs> i've done the dry and now i'm gonna do the wet it's
1: an untapped market mm-hmm.
3: so uh perform for the pangolins so you're going to plug your gig. You're going to be at,
0: uh, we're going to have a positive attitude. You're going to headline wise guys, uh, March 8th and no- May 8th and
3: 9th. Is that true? Yeah, that's true. And I'll be at the downtown event center on uh, May 7th. See that in Idaho falls. Mm-hmm. It's all working wow. out, man. You got that money.
0: And then you got the, you're going to get the stimulus money. Things are going your way. My friend. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about Dr. Mr. Trump's taking care of you. You're going to get some of that Thank st- you.
3: <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Trump. <Yeah. laughs> Now I know Larry's political party. <laughs> oh, he is from a you know red what? state. I, I
0: watch all this stuff. I watch it. it, it it's like you hear all this about the money. You go, you know what? Cut me a slice, baby. You're starting handing out money. Let's go. Everybody wants some of that. All right. Uh, you want to plug anything, uh, Jordan Macon? What are your plans? What, what What do you have? You have dinner with the wife. What else you got going on?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, catch me at dinner with my wife. We'll be at our house. We'll pick up some Cafe Rio curbside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to our. We're still doing a podcast, the My Wife Thinks podcast from quarantine. What's from it quarantine. called? It's called My Wife Thinks. Okay. It's uh, available on your podcast platforms. and where What's it's the up. gist of
0: it for the people so they'll know what they're walking into?
1: I mean, the uh, the conception was that Adrian grew up uh, very sheltered and doesn't know many pop culture references. And so sometimes I quiz her on pop culture things. Hmm. Like she thought Weezer, we listened to a song by Weezer and she was like, that was, that was like an original song. That was like, good. And I said, I was like, yeah. And she's like, because don't they usually do like parody songs? And I'm like, are you confusing Weezer for weird Al Yankovic right now? <laughs> <laughs> so That's the kind of, that's a highlight from the podcast. <laughs> I
0: felt like I was there. Um, Alex has got gigs coming up. Uh, Jordan Macon has a podcast. What do you have coming up, uh, Rodney?
2: Well, um, I'm probably one of the only comedians that has benefited from all this because now uh, my career is even with everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations.
3: Uh,
2: (laughs) No, uh, just uh, Facebook and uh, you can catch me on uh, the Rodcast. My podcast, it's Broadcast. It's very clever. <laughs> I think it's a great name. I had to. I had to outdo a guy that was uh, in Florida who was using the name Rodcast for a fishing podcast, but he hadn't used it for a couple of years, so I snatched it up.
1: Oh! I feel like there could be hey, a hot rod podcast.
2: Hot rod podcast.
1: Awesome. There we
0: go. Um, Alex, you had a comment. Me? No. Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) you you look like you were getting ready to say something about Rodcast, or
3: I was just putting it together to see why it was clever. (laughs) Adding as carried the wand. That's what I was doing.
0: (laughs) All right, uh, guys. Thank you. Larry wants to say goodbye. Love you,
3: Larry. Bye, Larry. Goodbye, Larry. (laughs) Mouth moved, but nothing came
1: out. (laughs) He was so sad he couldn't even. Make words. Guys,
0: God bless America. Thank you for joining me. We're going to end this thing right now.